Hey, Jake. I like video games. Well, hey, Tony. I like video games, too. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I like that game. It's a good video game. Hello, sounds in my mouth. Yum. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. How you doing, Jake? Oh man, I am doing doing very great. I'm super excited to talk about our game for this episode, which we were able to play on our super cool charity stream. Yes, thanks everybody who tuned in and donated. Uh, it was a fantastic charity stream, uh, another very successful one. Uh, Jake, how is your hair looking right now? Oh, it is still still very pink. Um, the pink is mellowed out a bit, not so much hot pink, more like a peachy peachy color, and Ooh. I'm definitely seeing my roots come in. Everybody always asks me how long <laughs> I'm going to keep it. I'm just like, until there's new hair there. <laughs> uh, so for the folks, uh, the folks that don't know, uh, we just had our charity stream a couple weeks ago uh, where we raised uh, just about $2,700 for NAMI, uh, the National Alliance on uh, Mental Illness. Uh, Nailed it. Really fantastic stuff. Like, thank you to everyone who donated, who came, stopped by. Mm-hmm. It was such a cool time. We had so much fun. But a part of that uh, was when we broke our uh, our milestone of two hundred or uh, two thousand dollars. Basically, uh, Jake had to <laughs> had to shape himself, mold himself, and whatever whims the uh, audience wanted. Which we ended up with what uh, a bowl cut. A pink bowl cut with uh, a goatee. Mm-hmm. That's, uh... Yes, we did. And if you want to see pictures of that, uh, hey, it's uh, at like that game on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic stuff. I also got pelted with a bunch of water balloons. Uh, it was shaving cream balloons to too. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. It's a great <sighs> time. So thanks, thanks again, everybody, for uh, watching, donating, and, and and hanging out with us during that twenty-four hour stream. Uh, but Jake, uh, what have you been playing since then? Yeah, yeah. So we were able to play uh, Halo Reach during that charity stream, and we also played some Mario Golf Super Rush. Right? I got it that time. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Which um, you had been playing for your Mario Car- Mario Golf League. I-, I had not picked up, but I got it for the uh, charity stream because I wanted to be a part of that. And I was looking for an excuse to buy Mario Golf. Uh, I like I like good arcade sports games. Um, so I've been playing mostly just like stroke play, normal, um, like golf, golf in single player mode. But then I recently started the campaign um, in that game. And most of that involves kind of like the speed golf or like running to your shot portion of this Mario golf, which I got to tell you is super not fun. Um, <laughs> Cause it's, uh, it's, it's basically just bad platforming and if you're playing with a lot of people i can see there being a good amount of um kind of like mario party type bombastic fun uh but like in the single player mode especially when they have um i forget what the game mode is called it's like xc or something like that where you basically have to finish a certain number number of holes and a certain number of strokes in no particular order um and you're doing that on your own and then you have to like also maneuver around it's it's really really not compelling it just absolutely kills the pacing of a game of golf um and like another thing it kills is a lot of the tension uh i yep. i got a, a a hole in one during a speed golf 
run and it was like I, I hit the ball and like you hit your shot and you want to keep running as soon as possible like well the ball is still in the air and I get halfway to the green and then she like pops up on my screen hole in one and man nothing nothing takes the you know wind out of your tires in a hole in one like just completely being surprised by it like you want to be able to like see that ball <laughs> roll in and like have fun with that but you really you yeah, lose yeah, that yeah. with the speed golf um so it, it's 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 tricky because I like the game I like arcade golf i like mario golf for sure and like the campaign like making your own golfer is just like fun but just that portion of it is such a huge area of mario golf that's really not fun yeah that's like super unfortunate that your first hole in one you didn't even get to watch because you were playing in a terrible game mode Mm -hmm. like that's that sucks you know and like you've we've talked about this game quite a bit on this podcast and like i i enjoy the mechanics of this game quite a bit but there are so many things that are just baffling about it that i don't enjoy that just i I don't know where this ends up on a game of the year list for me you know Mm -hmm. like it i've played so much of this game and i've had so much fun doing the mario golf beer league stuff and it's like that should be high on my list but it's really not like it's it's probably not going to be because there's a lot of glaring errors you know or misfires maybe is a better way to to phrase it yeah yeah i like that they're still getting new courses for it um when i picked up the game probably i don't know like six months after release there were i think three or four whole new courses on it three which is which is cool like that's great that they're still doing that um and stroke play with with friends is is a whole lot of fun but yeah it's i i admire them for wanting to do something else because uh, if they just did like normal golf, I'm sure people would be like, "Yeah, it's fun, but where's the where's the zest?" Um, but this that's the the speed golf just ain't it, ain't it? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, then uh, another game I've been playing, which has been pretty much unmitigated fun, is uh, Forza Horizon Five. So this wow. uh, just launched. It was put onto Game Pass, and um, this has been the first I think true test of my new pc uh it's running on ultra quality if you wanted an update on that and boy does this game (laughs) look ultra quality for sure um it's a beautiful beautiful game and it is it's really fun so uh you kind of you have this uh like big sandbox almost that has events that you drive to of like but within it there's activities as well um i spent so much time one night doing like a bunch of the speed uh trials where you just try to get like drive through this like this area and get like as high of maximum speed as you can when you cross the finish line um so like a lot of time just messing around with that uh this game starts out so bombastically so fun um and it you know it feels great it's definitely a more realistic driving sim than an arcade driver uh but it has a lot of options that make it more approachable to somebody like me like i I think I played Gran Torino 3, which everyone was on the PS2. Gran Turismo. Turismo. Gran Turismo. Right, yeah. Gran Torino 3 with Clint Eastwood. And a car, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee. Uh, Gran Turismo, uh, the one for the PS2. And I played maybe like 30 minutes of it. I'm like, I fucking hate this. Like, I'd rather be playing an arcade driver or a kart racer. Um, So Horizon 5 was one, you know, it was on, on Game Pass, so... I thought absolutely. I uh, got to give it a shot, and I've been having so much fun with it. Um, it has a like a rewind function, so if you absolutely biff a turn, which I do 
often. You can just kind of roll that back, go right back into it. Um, and it also has like this driving line where it kind of instructs you like, okay, this is where you should go. This is when you should brake uh, and stuff like that. And that allows you to kind of find the mechanics of it, like find how to do that driving in a safe way. I haven't yet turned those off, but I definitely had the aspiration to get good enough at it, like feel my car well enough where I can turn that off and still like feel comfortable and still be able to like have fun without that frustration um, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I always, uh, I really like that feature where it puts the driving line there. Like that's what a, um, a genius little tutorial, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it's, it's really smart. It's really smart. And it doesn't make it easier. Like it's still finicky. You still have to like nail those moves if you want to follow the line. Um, but it just kind of tells you how to do that. Uh, yep. so it's cool. Totally. It's really neat. And, um, nice. what else? Oh yeah. And like, I've just barely glimpsed the like real like driving sim aspects of it but the way you can customize and tune your car is absolutely bonkers like you can change tire pressure on individual wheels and stuff like that it's so precise and like the fact that you know that you start the game off being airdropped to drive down a volcano but like you can also still like adjust how much you want like your fourth piston to like fire in your engine like there's that's that's cool stuff uh forza horizon 5 has been has been really fun and i want to want to keep playing it it's really uh yeah it's just it's fun to be able to drive around in that sandbox and and you know feel feel cool doing stuff oh yeah that's awesome man but what about you tony what have you been playing these days uh so just a, a couple of things uh the thing that's really like grabbed me uh that I've been really enjoying. Uh, it's called Into the Breach uh, by Subset Games. They're the uh, folks that made FTL, mm-hmm. which we uh, covered long time ago on this podcast. Excellent video game. One of my favorite indies. Uh, but so Into the Breach, it basically feels like it's like a super condensed strategy game. Like almost more condensed than like Advance Wars is, but kind of somewhat in the same vein. Uh, there are four different islands that have all these different types of missions that pop up there. Each one of those missions gains you some sort of currency, whether it's like an upgrade point, uh, energy that goes to like your overall like life bar, basically. If all your energy is depleted, your run is over. Um, you lose energy by buildings being uh, destroyed during combat. Uh, and like speaking of combat, it takes place on this like uh, grid, this giant square grid. Um, I don't know what it, it's maybe like 20 by 20 spaces. Maybe it maybe more, maybe less, but like uh, maybe about that 20 by 20 um, each. It's always like kind of uh, randomly generated, but maybe there's there's like similar things that constantly pop up uh, with that generation. But basically you play as a three unit army uh, against these giant bugs that are trying to destroy cities and you pilot these different uh, units. They're they're all basically mechs. You know, there's like fighter jets. There's like big Gundam-looking mechs. <laughs> there's like more uh, standard military affair, just like tanks and warships and stuff. Uh, a lot of different vibes when it comes to the uh, different units. But um, all of the units are like use different mechanics. Uh, some of them are about pushing enemies away from destroying buildings some of them are about like doing damage um but 
each each different um, team of three units or a customized team, they all have different uh, you know strategies that you can employ to take down these uh, these aliens, uh, these insectoids, and uh, you know save as many people as possible. It's um it's awesome. There's tons of stuff to unlock, tons of different uh, situations that come up. You know, it, it feels a lot like FTL in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like with every mission you go into, there's like a perfect way to play it. It's like if you think through the strategy of moving these different uh, units around, you can play it perfectly where nothing gets hurt and um, you don't lose any, you know, pilots you don't lose anything like it, it feels like there's um always that perfect turn there that may not be the case but there's been times where it's like if i just think through this enough it's like flawless and it's so much fun god i love that <laughs> um it is a rogue light in the sense that um or maybe it's more rogue like because there's a not a not a there is some overall progression but that's like unlocking things but each run there is like one thing that carries over. Um, you're stuck in kind of a time loop where like, that's like the story. So you bring three mechs and three pilots into an initial run. If a mech gets downed in combat, you don't lose that unit going forward, but you lose the pilot. Pilots will have different special abilities, like different like pluses and minuses. Um, and when you lose a mission, when you fail, you can send one of your pilots back in time so you can use them for another run, um, which is neat. Uh, There's a ton of pilots to unlock too. a lot of different ways you can customize and and, and start runs, which is fun. Yeah. Um, It's, it's a really dope game. I I really highly, highly recommend it. Um, Unlike FTL difficulty is manageable. I've been able to mm-hmm. finish. Uh, I've been able to clear it once so far. Oh, cool. Um, but I, I probably could have finished it two other times if I was playing a little bit smarter. You know, like I recognize that I made a couple of bad moves and that fucked me um, there. It, it's it's not impossible. I'm playing it on like the normal difficulty, but I think there's like either another level ahead or another level behind. Like there's there's a lot of different uh, difficulty uh options for you uh so it does feel like you can um you can make progress in the game which i felt was really hard to do in ftl sometimes yeah Um, yeah a lot of a lot of like bogus stuff where you'd get like kind of past the 50 point or 50 percent mark in that game and just like oh my my ship's just way too underpowered there's no way for me to get through this yeah and like unlocking other ships and other crew members is some of the fun that you have in FTL, but -hmm. it was really difficult to do. Like I wasn't able to unlock that much stuff in it. And with, uh, into the breach so far, it's been like, um, in fits and starts, but that's been happening faster. Like I unlocked one additional, uh, three unit team probably within the first like hour of the game. And then I've unlocked three others over the course of like maybe another five hours. So like it's been it, it's like that's a pretty good pace uh, to me. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It's great. Uh, Into the breach, fantastic video game. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, came out in 2018 and like got a ton of critical uh, claim. I just never got around to playing it. Um, it's a really good Switch game too. Very good. Switch okay, game. cool, cool. Yeah, because that's uh, that same thing for me. Where I've, I love FTL. I have like every intention of at some point playing Into the Breach, but just, you know sometimes things just stay on your list for a while. 
Yeah, exactly. <sighs> that this very similar thing. I uh, I got my COVID booster shot and I was feeling kind of shitty. So I was like, I'm going to be in bed for a couple of hours where maybe I won't be able to sleep, but I need to rest. So I, I used into the, that an excuse to, to buy into the mm-hmm. breach for mm-hmm. awesome idea. Um, the other game that I want to talk about just a little bit here is Minecraft Dungeons. Oh, so, uh, okay. Notorious. Did notoriously, not see I haven't you played picking up this game. <laughs> exactly jake like notoriously i have like played very very little minecraft and like kind of have not dug into that at all but uh talking with friend of the show and uh future guest here nate uh we were chatting about games to play together on game pass and minecraft dungeons came up and i was like sure that sounds like a fun little co-op experience um it's neat it's a very neat game it's uh it's like diablo jr that's how i would like categorize it Mm -hmm. um the actual gameplay is is really fun. Like the the moment to moment combat is fun, um, and like the loot grind and that specking out that you have to spend a lot of time on in Diablo, uh, that is all minimal. But the same sort of loop of go into a dungeon, like clear out all these enemies, get some gear, rinse and repeat, that is still intact. But it's in a it's a very simplistic shell. Uh, both combat wise and visually, you know, it has the, the Minecraft motif mm-hmm. and it's, it's really good. Like I I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, I thought I was going to play a lot more of it until halo infinite stealth dropped out of nowhere. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll talk more about that once we uh, get into our episode game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I really want to get back to Minecraft dungeons uh, in the future. So but, like the yeah. thing with the Minecraft dungeon that I heard, so it's like, I'm not sure if it's every time you pick up a new weapon or every time you die, you basically kind of get your build reset for you. Right. So you kind of like, I haven't ran into that too much yet. We're like, okay. I'm losing anything. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know anything about like a resetting of your build. You keep all your stuff. Mm. Um, you have, at least as far as I know, you have only a certain amount of spaces to like carry gear. And maybe I haven't unlocked a chest yet where I can put stuff away and like augment my builds. But like right now, I'm at the point where it's like I I keep maybe two or three weapons with me in case I want to change. But for the Mm -hmm. most part, like I have one good build and like they, they do a cool thing where your character level gives you a certain amount of like points that you can put into your weapons to make them more powerful. Each weapon has either two or three different aspects on them that do different things. And then you put points into those aspects to power up those abilities. Uh, So like each weapon, you know, of like the higher uh, grade, uh, rarity will have like three aspects you choose one upgrade that um sometimes they'll have multiple slots where you can pick multiple aspects but that those are you know more rarer mm-hmm. items it's it's a nice it's a nice little game it's a nice little game cool um i like it better than diablo for sure but i'm one of the rare people that i don't get into diablo at all uh, Man, so you and me both i've tried so many times with diablo 3 just always always bouncing off of it Maybe we should try some of this together. Like maybe maybe you'd get get into this a bit. I fuck around with it. I like Minecraft and yeah. I like dungeon crawlers and I like and I like you, Tony. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh. I think that does it for the top of the show here. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking about our episode game, Halo Reach. See ya on the other side. The break, folks. <laughs> 
And we're back. Hey, I like that game. Jake, today is a day for celebration. Not only did we have a very successful 24-hour charity stream this month, but it's also Xbox's 20th anniversary. So the best way I think we can celebrate this like amazing milestone in gaming is to talk about Xbox's most legendary franchise, Halo, and my favorite installment in the series, uh, Halo Reach, uh, helping Jake and I celebrate today are two, you know, awesome human beings, you know, past and present friend of the show, Nate, and new friend of the show, Fantasia. What's up, fam? Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. Now, uh, when I thought of this idea to do Halo, I, like you two were like the first people that came to mind. I knew I wanted to do like a four-player co-op thing because that's the best way to play Halo, right? Um, and you two are like the biggest fans that I know of. Uh, no lie. Uh, and you both have had the distinction of working on Halo Infinite, which congrats, by the way, uh, launch just happened this this uh, past couple days ago. So congrats. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are both like massive Halo fans. Can you tell us a little bit about like your Halo fandom? Yeah, I've been uh, plugging away at the series since it first came out back in uh, yeah two, 2001. Kind of crazy to think it's been 20 years, but... Halo is one of those games where I never thought a console could do a shooter as well as PC. So I was playing all those games like Unreal and Doom and Quake. And when it came to the console, you had GoldenEye, which was pretty cool for the time. Um, but that was kind of kind of it. And then Halo debuted. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So consoles can do a real serious, meaty first-person shooter and a really good multiplayer as well. And then with Halo 2, Live came out, and that just took it to the stratosphere for me, where you could just hang out on your couch, play against all these other people across the world, play with your friends, do capture the flag, big team battle, and just been hooked on it ever since. Gotcha. Fantasia, what about you? Uh, mine's a little interesting in that I didn't have an Xbox until the 360 came out, so... I I missed I missed all of the Halo like original Halo and when I was growing up my dad and I actually just played on our PlayStation 2 so I've been playing Medal of Honor and Call of Duty for a really long time but when I did get the 360 I was like you know I had watched my friends play Halo a lot growing up um back then I was more of like you know, support, you know how you'd sit on the couch sometimes and watch your friend play and you'd kind of be the extra <laughs> eyeballs and you're the little walkthrough, maybe sit down with the guide on the couch. And, and that's mm -hmm, what I would do mm -hmm. a lot. So I would do that. Co-pilot. Yeah, exactly. So that was like how I knew about Halo and I loved the story, fell in love with Master Chief, fell in love with Arbiter. He's my favorite. And so later on, like way later on, I was a big fan of the story um hadn't really played it and then when i moved to seattle in like 2015 and expressed my love for it it kind of just came about in my life even more so um so that's I said that was my weird long introduction to it and it the love for it has never left i'm like one of those weird huge fans that had never played it and now i play it all the time <laughs> a lot right and you have the uh, habit of wearing your Master Chief helmet around, uh, <laughs> you know. Wherever I can, but I do like to share it as much as possible because that thing is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake, what's your um, experience with, with Halo? I, I don't think I've, we ever really talked too much about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, we've talked a, a little bit about it, but I never really told you what um, 
first got me into Halo. So I had a like N64. I hadn't upgraded to the next generation yet. And I went to a friend's house, and he was playing uh, single player. He was on um, the level Assault on the Control Room, which is like the big icy level where there's a lot of like vehicle sections. And he got to one point where there was a banshee that was like trying to kill him, but like the AI wasn't fantastic for it, so it always kind of like run into you and get itself to wedge into the trees. And he gave me the controller, and I spent 30 minutes trying to wedge the banshee into the corner and then jump on top of it. Um, And then I thought, this is the most fun I've ever had playing a video game. I need to get this. So I sold my N64 and all of those, like, phenomenal classic games so I could afford to buy an Xbox and specifically Halo. And I have been a true, complete fan ever since. Um, I went to the midnight release of Halo 3, and I was able to talk my parents into letting me play a mission like later that night after I got back with it, <laughs> yeah. um, which has never been, I was never a thing they allowed me to do. And I never got to play a game on a midnight release again until Skyrim. So wow. man, Halo has been a huge, huge part of my gaming life. You know, that's, that's interesting. Like uh, my like story of Halo is almost like a combination of uh, Fantasia and yours, Jake. Like <laughs> I, um, didn't play Halo at all, really. Like, I touched the first one a bit, but skipped two and three completely. Um, a buddy of mine had bought a 360. He had Halo Reach, and I went over there, just kind of randomly one night, hanging out. Took the sticks once or t- twice and was playing. And he had a buddy from the UK who was, like, this really surly motherfucker on voice <laughs> chat. And that was, like, part of the fun for me is that you have this... <laughs> this... <laughs> This guy from the UK who's clearly just hammered, just screaming oh at all these like 12 year olds playing Halo. It's just <laughs> so funny. But anyways, I had such a good time with Reach that day that I went out and I bought a like the limited edition Reach 360 that had like, Ooh. you know, the different sounds and lights on it. Yeah, that, that was a sick console. But yeah, it, I fell in love with Halo Reach and from there went back and played all the other Halos because now that was the first Xbox I ever owned was the 360. So I went back and played all of those old games after that and just been like a pretty, pretty sizable fan ever since. Um, but yeah, it's uh halo reach is my halo. I know like some people are, are really big on the first one or like the third one, not so much two. I haven't heard that many people say two is like the best, but there, there are those people out there too. Shots fired. Um, I'm right on your podcast here, Tony. Two is <laughs> my jam. That, that one is oh. my halo game. See that? So we we've got everybody covered here, right? We've got all all the different halos. Uh, there two two and reach are actually both my games. <laughs> so oh, little combo, really? yeah. I just um, I mean, I'm not gonna go on about him, but that introduction of Arbiter and his story and just seeing the other perspective was, you know, just a little oh yeah, a little sigh on that one. And then reach like same thing though. It's that storytelling and that perspective that is much needed. I love it. Yeah, and that's that's a good transition into the game that we're talking about, Halo Reach. Um, yeah, it this game is like the Rogue One of Halo. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you kind of know what the ending is going to be before the start of it. Um, so you have this finite amount of time that you're going to be spending with the characters. And I think that is done extremely well through the narrative of the game. 
Um, it really makes you uh, grow a little bit attached to each one of these Spartans because previously to this, you know, it was Master Chief and there were some side characters and stuff, but Master Chief and like Cortana are like your characters. And then I guess the Arbiter as well. Mm-hmm. This one adds a bunch more Spartans to the mix that all have their own personalities. Noble team. Uh, we have Carter, Emil, uh, George, uh, June, and Cat. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're all pretty great. And, and uh, newbie Noble Six, who's all mysterious. Oh, yes. Which is, that's us, right? That's As us. the player mm-hmm. character. All yeah, four of us are Noble Six. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The four of us make uh, six. Yeah. Um, I, I love all the individual Noble Team members for the most part. You know, they all have great personalities and they killer design. I mean, Emil is so cool to me. Ugh, Such yes. a cool looking dude. He's a little crazy... He's got all his knives. Obviously, he's clearly scratched his own like visor to make it look like that skull, which is insane. And like, and, and it was cool because he's you know close combat and stuff, and you can look at him and know that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then same thing with George. Like, he's like a bigger frame guy, mm-hmm. and by looking at him, it's like, oh yeah, he's the heavy. And of course, he walks around with a giant like chain gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do a lot of like cool stuff like that of like. You know, kind of showing right on the character model, like what to expect. He's um, he's fun. Each one. Fun fact: he's also the only Spartan two in the team. Oh, really? The others are all Spartan threes. So he's he's been through a lot more shit in terms of becoming the Spartan that he is compared to the threes. Yeah, that's everyone why else I, is a diet Spartan. Diet Spartan. Uh, that's why uh, I don't know. I think they're more like the cherry coke, at least in uh, Halsey's eyes, because she's like, oh, yeah, they're a better iteration. Um, well, but... you don't have to kidnap kids to make the Spartans with the Spartan three, so that's definitely a plus. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that's why George to me has always been like the dad of the group. He just kind of oh, carries yeah. that like air of I've been around the block a couple more times than you kids, kind of a thing. Yeah, Excellent. he definitely gives off that dad energy. Like, I, I think it's in that that first mission was like winter contingency that he like takes the helmet off and is talking to like mm. the one, you know, civilian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Definitely giving off the like, you know, uh, giant dude, but, you know, soft, sensitive on the I inside. I mean, if a giant dude was trying to coax me out of a corner and takes his helmet off and he's got the dad stash, you'd be like, oh, Maybe he's not as bad as I thought. The staff really makes it feel a lot more homely. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom Selleck, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, sure, I'll crawl out of the corner, sure. Well, that immediately uh, just screams, like, firefighter to you. You know you're going to be rescued. Yeah. You know you're exactly. going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So if you want people to trust you more, grow a stash. Writing that down yeah. right now. That's it. That's note, it. note to um, self. <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, taking just um, a bit of a step back. So this was Bungie's last Halo. Mm. So this was kind of their cherry on top. They kind of started the series and pushed it forward through, what, five games? Um, yeah, five games. Yeah. ODST. Yeah. yeah, yeah, five games. Um, so this was kind of their last one. And I, like... Swan song. I Right. And I think this is, like, them at some of their finest. You know, mm. like you can see a lot of destiny in this game or maybe or maybe it's that you see reach in destiny um but like i i've enjoyed destiny but like i really i like 
how contained this game is. Like mm-hmm. the story is a nice contained story. It, it's a it's a good strong narrative. Like all the weapons are really good. Like the the gameplay loop is real solid. Like I think this is just such a good solid piece of work. Because after this, they move on to Destiny, which is you know games as a service. Mm-hmm. That whole model is. Um, hit or miss you know it's constantly changing and evolving this is something that is just kind of locked in place and just a really it's just a gem absolute gem mm-hmm. totally agree yeah i had talked to a couple of friends to get their opinions on reach because it's it's just such a good game and you kind of want to know how everybody else sees it and a couple kind of said the same thing where like back when it was coming out back when bungie knew this was going to be their last halo game they seem to have mm-hmm. the same consensus that they feel Bungie knew it was going to be the last one, so they did whatever they wanted. And yeah. we got that. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> I wish we could have more of that. But it, it's really interesting to hear that fans during the time when it was announced like knew that this was Bungie putting their all into it as the last hurrah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bungie does, you know, that when I think of Bungie as a developer, I think of like two things specifically. I think of like really solid gunplay mm-hmm. and like incredible skyboxes. Mm. You know, like really beautiful art. Which holy shit, um, the the skyboxes in this game are still gorgeous, mm-hmm. absolutely stunning in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, you know, when we were playing through bits of this during the the charity stream, like you could. <laughs> When you play it there and then jump to Halo Infinite, you're like, oh my god, yeah, Infinite looks incredible. But, like, it's still... Reach still looks very good. Mm-hmm. It still looks really good. Yeah. Especially in space. Like, the, the flying ship oh. part looked so good. What a what a treat that mission was the first time. I I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Were you expecting that kind of a mission? Because I was oh, like, not at no all. way. No way. Yeah. So cool. No, I... They got my star. They got some Star Fox in my Halo. I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't uh, complain. I love Star Fox. That mission yeah. does such a good job too. Of you're out in space, going around all these ships, and then you kind of get to go into one of those ships, and then you get the on foot combat. There's a lot of abilities that you get in there too. So it's like you have a really good macro perspective of what's going on with this war and how everything's really falling to shit on the planet itself but even out in outer space mm-hmm. and then it's like you get that reality moment of seeing the insurmountable odds ahead of your characters and mm-hmm. it's like in that moment even though you're in space and you're blowing all this shit up it's like oh this probably isn't going to go too well is it mm. yeah yep. that's a, a thing that i really like about reach that they do um in the first halo is they really like paint a picture it's like <laughs> humanity's kind of fucked here like it's <laughs> tough like hey like the covenant are such a technologically advanced civilization that has such like overwhelming power over them and also the marine ai sucks so they get killed by grenades really easily so just like that <laughs> entire game is filled with the atmosphere of like oh god like humanity really doesn't stand a chance and then two or three it's like the master chief show so i really like that halo reach lets it kind of like go back to like oh yeah like this is like not great for humanity uh, they're facing insurmountable odds like look at how much we've lost like i really like that they were able to do that in reach mm-hmm. yeah it's like it, it's it's like um it's like uh empire strikes back it's like it's a sad story but there's hope in it right like mm-hmm. you know the last you know not jumping too far ahead here but you know the very end of the game where you see 
was it like Cortana? You you can see Master Chief in his like um, cryo cell or whatever whatever he's in at the beginning mm-hmm. of Halo One. You see that in this game, so it's like it's that handoff to like, all right, here's the here's hope. You know, like this is this is a sad moment, but here's hope. Maybe it's not Empire as much as it's like New Hope to Rogue One. It's like the same mm-hmm. same sort of thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, fr- from tragedy comes you know hope. There's always that hope against insurmountable. Odds. I really exactly. love that Reach put us before Combat Evolved starts so we can get that perspective of how, you know, humanity was targeted by Covenant because they felt that humans were, like, soiled or, like, unclean. So they wanted to just, you know, get rid of all humans, especially since humans had um expanded to other planets and reach being the main home planet of most humans and like going back to the skyboxes when you're in that mission in space when you know we're all sent up to go you know get the corvette out of the sky it's like if if you have a moment and you actually look around and you look down you can see reach just in flames smoky just like being totally attacked and it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's just so cool i love it you can't help but pause you know every mission just like look at your surroundings and there's definitely shit going on in front of you and well beyond that 100 Mm percent like um i think the mission new alexandria is Mm -hmm. like a total snooze in terms of gameplay because that's the one where you're flying around with the the pelicans Mm -hmm. and you're going from like building to building like i i don't think that mission's a lot of fun gameplay wise however the flying between skyscrapers mm. and seeing all the damage that's happening, it's always, you know, off in the distance. It's not happening right in front of you, right? But um, it's, it's like, so um, arresting, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it looks beautiful, but it's like, oh, that's just a lot of destruction. You know, it's like, um, it's like seeing slow motion Independence Day happen, <laughs> you know? Um, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really kind of crazy. Um, so... Talking about like the the campaign missions here, I guess like were there any like what are the standout moments to folks? You know, like uh, obviously that last mission, the Lone Wolf, oh. like that is such a cool moment. What a, what a way to like finish the campaign mm-hmm. uh, to like throw you in an impossible to win fight. That's just basically like here's a firefight mission in a sandstorm. Things are always much more interesting and immersive where you as the player have to experience whatever that emotional beat is going to be because it could have mm-hmm. been easy for them to just show the whole planet being blown up or decimated in a cutscene or the conclusion of what happens with your character and it's another thing where you're like okay mission's done and i'm left on this hellscape alone no one's going to come save me so i'm just going to battle it out until the bitter end and then it gives you yep. that emotional heartbeat moment that you really want out of a campaign like that to finish finish off the campaign mm-hmm. and it does that one little little trick of the crack in the visor mm-hmm. when you start when you start mm-hmm. to get too damaged and it's like you don't see that anywhere else in the game mm-hmm. it's just made for this moment and it does it does like uh, put a little punctuation on it right like it's like oh this is it this is the end right here um, love that absolutely love that uh, any other moments people loved? I know we talked about this uh, on the stream, but there's in the earlier mission, um, before you've been able to fight too much, they have some like wildlife of reach, like hmm. these gigantic, almost like 
naked gorilla monsters that like come after you and like oh, you know the, beat up like, the covenant too. Star Wars like mm-hmm. monsters that just come out of nowhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like I wish they did that more. I wish like Halo had more enemies kind of like that. Like they have great variation within the covenant and uh, like especially in this game they have different versions of like jackals and whatnot that are in different situations that are a lot of fun mm-hmm. but like truly different uh enemies like that are really cool to come across yeah it's kind of like the rancor from star wars mm-hmm. i um <laughs> so this the moment that i always start to get really hyped for this game is when you are on the jetpack and you're hopping yes. across all those <laughs> different roofs and then it sort of led into something that I was thinking about a little bit more before we got on for this podcast, which is the amount of mechanical diversity that exists in this campaign is really spectacular. Um, there's a lot of games where you kind of mentioned Destiny, and you do get upgrades and skill paths and stuff, but I really like how in a Reach, different levels and even some specific moments within those levels highlight one specific element from that sandbox and you get more time to enjoy what that element is like the jetpack and then it kind of builds up your confidence and knowledge too so that once you leave the campaign experience and you go into multiplayer none of those Mm. things are going to be unfamiliar like oh yeah the jetpack from that level exodus that was really cool i know how to use this and you don't feel like you're at a knowledge disadvantage against some of the other people that might be in multiplayer because you've got a really compelling moment in the campaign that highlights that for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the jetpack has a very distinct feel to it. Like It's not like, like you're really going crazy in the sky. It's like more of like a gentle liftoff, but it's got a good amount of fuel to it, so you can really maintain that, and being able to do that before going into multiplayer is very cool. And it's a nice feeling jetpack. I love jetpack levels, and Halo <laughs> Reach has a good one. Oh yeah, jumping from platform to platform. I forgot what uh, that's like. The mall, the mission, yeah. kind of after the mall. Um, that was fun, and then like also using it to you know avoid attacks by so many brutes. Those elites like avoid all the rockets and the and the hammers, and it was just a really good way. I hadn't used it the way I did when we all played recently. When I was just using it to float above their head kind of just do my best in close combat because that's what I prefer and it, and it worked so well I don't know why I never thought to do that before it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's it's fun it's fun yeah like jumping a fuel rod cannon shot with yeah. a jetpack is like mm, so good chef's kiss yeah. so good and like you know one of the things that we haven't mentioned yet is that like this game in particular was a big step forward for Halo as a franchise because it brought in these these skills you know mm-hmm. the sprint this is the first time Sprint yes, was in a Halo yes. game, right? Like, mm-hmm. that shifted things. I know a lot of people didn't like that at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, you couldn't you couldn't see Halo without it. And I think part of that is because that's where first-person shooters have gone and mm-hmm. not so much, like, Halo pushing that, uh, that forward. But, you know, you have so many different abilities in the game. You have... Uh, hologram armor lock drop shield jetpack active camo evade sprint like like there's so many different things to kind of uh shape your gameplay uh Mm -hmm. both in the campaign and like you said you get that familiarity from the campaign you bring that into multiplayer definitely Uh, it's pretty great any of those uh Um, any of those really stick out to you tony 
any of those. Man, fuck Armor Lock. <laughs> God, man, that, that shit sucks so bad. I hate Armor Lock so much. Uh, <laughs> thanks for triggering I, me. I, I, some of my favorite moments when we were all playing together was just seeing Jake just use it, like, for no reason. In the middle of nowhere... <laughs> I think he would wait for you to pass by. He's like, oh, time to use my armor lock. And Look at this fucking asshole. Triggered. <laughs> I, Tony like, triggered I, every time. I hate it. I hate it so much. I, I, like, I think this game is so well designed, but this is the one thing where it's like, I, I don't understand this. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I know it's a very, it can be a very polarizing thing because when used correctly, uh, it's a very powerful, like, countering tool because you can just armor lock person can't melee you like stickies fall off you become like like completely invulnerable but you're also a sitting duck right so if you do it too early somebody's like okay i'll set back and then you just get up and i kill you but it's so easy to just somebody call out somebody's about to melee you you armor lock when it pops off it knocks out your shield and then you're dead it's like it's the worst it's the worst kind of counterplay because it just a well-coordinated team using armor lock will always win. Like there's no, I don't, I don't think there's a way to counter it really. Uh, it just, it, oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's one of those tools that I think is more fun in the single player. And like, even when the enemies use it, like of course you're using it like suboptimally, but they're like still using it to dodge grenade shots and stuff like that. Like it's, it's cooler in single player than in multiplayer. Yeah. There is one really cool application for it, and I think Armor Lock would have been received more positively if they just left it at a vehicle countermeasure, because it is mm-hmm. pretty cool where Ooh. you've been playing all of these games for years, and you just get splattered by the ghost or the warthog, and now you have that ability to be an infantry unit running around, and if someone you know, is, is trying to splat you, you can do that Armor Lock and just blow up their ghost. That part's cool, but then for all of the other reasons that Tony described, where it's like, I'm just going to put a pause on the combat dance when I'm going PvP against one other person. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. annoying and so long. But if it was just a vehicle it, it, counter, it would have been pretty cool. Totally, 100% agree. 100% agree to that. And like in the way that you phrase that, it pauses the combat dance. It's like, you know... I don't, maybe I don't have the reaction time for it, but like when I'm in that dance with somebody, like I'm like hyper focused and like trying to guess what they're doing next. And if they armor lock and I'm close to them, I'm trying to go in for that melee. I'm already fucked. Like it's already over. And it's like, that seems anti fun to me. That seems anti fun. But like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Fuck armor lock. <laughs> go, go, going back to the introduction of Sprint which was interesting yeah. because mm-hmm. it's also right an ability you can switch out. So you won't have it sometimes. And I've never seen that before, but I came in to Halo pretty late. And I mentioned that I played a lot of Medal of Honor and Call of Duty a lot. Um, so it was like oh, a relief to be able to sprint because one thing that drove me nuts about Halo for a long time was how slow it felt because you can't sprint Mm-hmm. And you were always stuck at the one speed all the time, unless you're in a vehicle. And that was driving me crazy. And the time to kill compared to any Call of Duty game is a lot longer in Halo, which is why you need to actually be smart when you engage in any gunfight. You have to evade. You have to back off, which is not something I like to do 
but will do when I'm playing Halo. So I thought it was really awesome that Sprint came in. I can see why a lot of Halo fans didn't like it because it, it, it changes a lot, you know, and I think that maybe the gunfight could be, could feel a little too fast or something with it introduced, but I was like totally relieved when it finally came around. I'm like, thank you. Please stay. Yeah. Yeah. Like sprint is the go-to for me when I'm doing a loadout for multiplayer, which loadouts. Awesome. Yeah. Love yes. that. Mm-hmm. Game. Uh, loadouts. What a great idea for a halo. <laughs> um, but sprint was always my go-to, but like, I wish evade would come up more. Cause like, I really like Evade, and maybe and maybe I'm looking at it with rose-tinted glasses because the Evade that's in Infinite is, like, really solid, and maybe... I, I seem to remember in Reach, it felt a little too slippery. Like, it would go too far, and, you, like, you wouldn't stop um, the way I wanted it to, whereas, like, that same Evade dash in Infinite is, like, so much more tight and controlled that, oh, I love it so much. Um, but I, re- I, I love that in this game. I never really use active camo, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I think that's more because um, of the type of player that I am. Uh, I'm not very good at sneaking around. Um, <laughs> yeah, that of the Vade was funny because I didn't realize that that was part of Reach and had to go back and look at some YouTube videos and stuff like that to remind myself. But Evade and Reach is like a dodge roll in a Dark Souls game. And then in mm, Halo yeah. 5, they brought in the Thrust, which is what you have in Infinite if you pick that up on the map. And that's pretty fun because it gives you an element both of escapability, but then also you can use that Thrust offensively. Like if you have the sword, mm-hmm. you can close the distance someone that really catches them off guard and then you just shank them. And it's like that was the part of Evade that I think they probably didn't have refined enough in Reach. And it, like you said, this is the first time that they put abilities in a Halo game, so not everything's mm-hmm. going to be going great immediately from the first uh, for, for the first go at it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's like just used to dodge out of the way from incoming fire, and is lacking that ability to also be applied offensively when you're going in for a kill. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think. Uh hologram and drop shield are also like super cool i I love hologram that much i use hologram all the time that's in my loadout (laughs) yeah i think you were the Uh, only one i saw using it unless because i'm a noob because i'm terrible at this game and i love i just love doing i love dropping out the um the hologram and then like you get that like basically one battle rifle burst head start on your opponent Mm -hmm. if they fall for it which is like huge, right? Because mm-hmm. it's what is it? It's like three or four blasts to the head with the with the DMR to take somebody down. I think. Um, so if you get one shot ahead of them, it's fantastic. Big. You know, you you know, it's huge. It would have been cool to try to use that on the hunters. So oh yeah, see if it actually <laughs> would work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I had it on um, part some of the missions, but I never really took the time to see how the AI was interacting with it because you're mm-hmm. just like moving around so much more on these open maps in the campaign than you do on some of the more uh, intimate uh, multiplayer maps. Yeah. Speaking of multiplayer maps, like uh, one of the things that I really, really like about this game is, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but like the, the intermingling of campaign and multiplayer in this game is like really fantastically done like so many of the maps 
uh, are like kind of reused assets from the campaign, but they're all so well crafted and so just really fun that it, it actually adds a layer for me that's like, oh yeah, I remember this from campaign or vice versa. Oh, I remember playing this a ton in multiplayer when you're playing back through the campaign. It's great. Um, like some of my standouts, Reflection, Powerhouse, Countdown. Countdown's so good. That's that one that has like the the um, elevators like on the bottom level oh. and they shoot you up to like the top. Or yeah. The yeah, yeah. Love Countdown. Uh, Anchor 9, that one has like the, the space jump little part outside the... Uh, mm-hmm. The base, the purple uh, boardwalk, one? The super purple one. I th- no no no. That's I think that's zealot. Oh, you're right, that's right, right. Zealot. zealot just haunts me. It's it's the armor lock. It's your armor lock for me. Yeah yeah yeah. Zealot. yeah. <laughs> Zealot's, Zealot's okay. It's, I don't I don't love that level no. either. No, uh, Anchor Nine is. I think that was the one that like, came in like the DLC or something like that. So mm-hmm. it um it's in like a space station. There's like a uh, a plane in the center, but there are oh, these yeah, like, yeah. set. Okay sections on the sides where you can go out and do the space jump part but like and i love that because it was unlike zealot where they throw you out into space mm-hmm. and then you only have a certain amount of time up there on this spacewalk you can get into like firefights and stuff there it was oof, love that um boardwalk was sweet that's like the one that kind of looks like the mall um and then sword base fucking sword, sword base. base uh good times I, I wish I wish I could count the amount of grenades that I've thrown up that elevator in Sword Base, because that's just like the strategy. There's people in there. Somebody's sitting there with a sword. You throw a bunch of grenades in there, and then you hope to, to hope that they die. If not, they're probably crouching in the corner with the sword, so you're dead. Um, it's great. Um, did anybody fuck with uh, Forge too much, like creating their own maps and stuff? That was never anything I got into, but did anybody else get into that? Also did back not in the day? get into it. I used to do that back in the day. Um, I was never clever enough to make my own maps, but I would go into Forge with friends and just, like, screw around with a sandbox. So, you know, like, you're yeah. playing multiplayer and you only get a weapon infrequently, and then when you pick it up, you're like, I shouldn't have the sniper rifle because I'm garbage with it. And I loved in Forge that you could just spawn in stuff and then just go ham with your friends and explore levels at your own pace. Or uh, what one of my buddies and I would do is like infinite rockets, of course, because that's what everyone does in Forge. But then have <laughs> opposing sides of the same map where you're trying to like build up your little base for yourself while firing rockets at your friend. And just like, I don't know. It was just like an early weird version of Fortnite or something, I guess. That's so what my <laughs> friends and I were doing with Forge. But it was Halo, so it was, you know, it was, it was great. Yeah. I messed around with it in 3 with my friends until we discovered that you could have uh, the power coils, like, spawn in the air and then fall down and rain fire. <laughs> and then once we learned how to do that, it's like, well, we've, we've, we beat Forge. Like, we don't have to play this anymore. Like, we can just like, do this on missions, and then that's it. That, that makes everything so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um. The also uh, the thing that we haven't really talked about is Firefight. I believe Firefight. This was the game that introduced Firefight. I'm pretty sure. Was it this uh, or ODST? Yeah, ODST. Oh, that's right. I always forget about ODST. Oh, um, never sad. forget that game is that game is really cool. It's uh, it's actually so, the only one I haven't played too. 
you know what? It's the only one that I haven't played <gasps> either, other than five. I haven't played five. Oh. But um, so I was debating whether doing ODST or Reach for this. And Jake, we originally said ODST, and then I changed my mind like last second mm-hmm. um, because of the uh, the lining up between Halo Infinite and, and Reach. I feel like the, they're they're good good things to compare against one another. It feels they feel uh, similar in a lot of ways. Um, and the first anyways, battle pass from Infinite is all Reach stuff. Yeah, it's not not to digress too much, but man, I loved that multiplayer like unlocking of armor was like meaningful in reach. Uh-huh. you know like when i got emil's helmet like when i saw that as a thing that i could unlock i worked my ass off to get it and like i was so pumped that i was able to do emil's helmet with a gold visor like it looked so cool to me and like when you play against people they're like oh shit look at that it's like it is a designator of my ability because i was able to grind it out to get this not to say i'm good at the game but i've played a lot of it Mm -hmm. um whereas in so many games now it's like oh yeah i'm just gonna buy this cool thing and it's not a it's not an indicator of skill at all it's just look i spent more money than you which Mm -hmm. i like i understand that's part of the business model these days but i do like that reach said hey this is you're only getting this you're only getting these items if you work for it mm-hmm. which i really love that yeah yeah for sure that um, was like the flaming helmet and the samurai armor in um yep. halo 3 as well yep. Yep. you saw that on the battlefield you're like oh this dude halos like i need a <laughs> i need to watch my step yeah avoid yeah, exactly. at all costs on the battlefield yeah and it's like I guess the way Infinite is doing it, it's, it's like similar, except you, you do have to pay in to get that battle pass, but then you own it forever, then you work at it at your leisure, and it is like, you know, still some sort of indicator of time or ability, um, but you just had to pay for it when it used to be free, but, you know, it is what it is. Video games are expensive. Um, they should have cost more back in the day, too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Firefight. I, like, that was my most played mode. I played so much Firefight. I like if if you can give me the opportunity to co-op with my friends, either online and in person, I'm gonna pick that mode every single time. I like I love competitive games, but really co-op is my favorite. I like playing mm-hmm. with people and having a shared goal that we're driving to. Um, and it's still competitive in that like we both see each other's scores so we can still kind of stunt on one another <laughs> but like we're working towards the same goal i i love that uh it's it's incredibly fun um god i i miss playing firefight as much as i used to <laughs> you know like that was that was like my favorite horde mode i know a lot of people were like really into gears and maybe zombies and stuff like mm-hmm. that uh but firefight like that's that's me man i love me some firefight you just get the whole spectrum of that halo sandbox physics and um all the weapons and all the abilities and all that stuff are on full display in firefight and then what you said it's uh it's like not it's cooperative it's not competitive but it's like competitive you know where you're like oh (laughs) you like you only got this many points like you you're carrying your ass right now so you, you get you get a lot of jabs in at your friends while playing it too. It's great. Mm-hmm. That seems like a new word to me. Competitive. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. I'm using that. Call up Webster. 
um did anybody have like a favorite weapon in this game like there's there's a ton of weapons here i can read them off if people want um we've got plasma pistol obviously Mm -hmm. assault rifle grenade launcher pistol Mm. needle needler rifle hands down favorite weapon it's so good yeah i i have two uh i went i i I graded every single weapon in the game here Uh, (laughs) oh yeah let's get the tier list yeah yeah so it goes from shit to god Um, hit us with your tier list here is plasma pistol at the very bottom no plasma pistol is pretty good because it's a utility weapon utility Mm -hmm. weapon Mm -hmm. you can use it on vehicles it pops shields for you plasma pistol is okay uh assault rifle shit in this game, the assault rifle shit. Unfortunate. Um, grenade launcher. It's okay. Uh, that's that's shit tier for me. Grenade launcher is total shit tier for me because I'm bad with it. Yeah. I have, a, I have a fun fact about that one. There was a grenade launcher that was in um, Call of Duty that they used to call like the noob tube. And so mm-hmm. when they were working on the grenade launcher for Reach, they're calling it the pro pipe. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that just gives a whole new layer of context it's, for lame. Yeah, yeah. You're just happy to see me. <laughs> and now suddenly this went to a completely different rating of a game. <laughs> yeah, I th- actually, I think grenade launcher went up a tier. Now, now it's up. It's up. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, now it's, now it's God tier. It's God tier. Uh, uh, pistol, pretty good in this game. Love not, not like it's it's a good average weapon. It's right where the pistol needs to be. It's I feel finisher. like. Finisher. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight up needler, eh, it's okay. Uh, plasma launcher, eh, not very good. Uh, that's a meh. Uh, energy sword, good, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. What? That's like my favorite, like Halo weapon. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it's not like the best, but God, I love a fucking a good sword spree. Is like so good, it's so fun. Um, yeah. Rocket launchers, good. Uh, plasma repeater, just meh. It's pretty bad. Um, DMR, God, DMR is so good. Mm-hmm, it's so good. Like the lack of the battle rifle in this game and only having like the DMR, it like it focuses things towards like precision in a way that um, some of the other Halo games, like it just it didn't feel the same. But man, I, DMR is so good. Yeah. Um, Whenever I think of Reach, I think of the DMR. Like we are yep. comparison, but in all those Mario games, I always think about a, like a signature power up where it's like, the tanuki suit in super mario brothers 3 or the cape in super mm-hmm. mario brothers world and it's like each halo game kind of has its own signature the dmr 100 percent reaches like signature standout weapon yep yeah it's so good it's really good um and it makes me love the commando so much more mm-hmm. oh yeah the, the commando is fantastic so, so fucking good um i wish they would just call it the dmr again but you know whatever <laughs> um sniper rifle Good. Spartan laser. Meh. What? Meh. Oh my god. <laughs> Spartan laser is so pretty limited meh for use. Me too. It's so limited use. Yeah, yeah. You, need, you need a few more uses of it, but it's so cool when you land that hit on a banshee and it just explodes out of the sky with that laser. The wind up on it's really cool. I love the weapon, but yeah, you should be able to use it a little bit more often. And it's that wind up takes too long. So it's like you can if you ever get it in multiplayer, it's like, OK, uh, I'll just throw this away now. Like it just just no use for it other than like big team battle if you're trying to blow somebody up. But like, I don't know, most people are good enough to dodge it. I feel 
Anyways, Spartan Laser, big meh. Uh, shotgun, good. Love a shotgun. Shotgun's good. Uh, need the rifle, god. Uh, the focus rifle is so bad. It's just fucking trash. Um, Why do I have no memory of that weapon? That's the like la- the laser beam. Like you, you like hold it down. And it's like oh a rifle, yeah, laser beam, but yeah. You, like, hold okay. it. It's, okay. it's not good. I'm with you. It's the biggest pain when the enemy has it, but like it's completely useless in your own hands. <laughs> and like I've tried, like Infinite has a similar weapon, and I've tried it, and like I'm getting a little bit better with it, but it's still like it doesn't do enough damage on that first initial hit. So it's like you really gotta like keep the beam on the person. And it's it's just really tough. It's really tough. Not worth the um, effort. Uh, Graph hammer, real good. Oh, uh, I want to tar- I want to pause my favorite moment playing the entire campaign with you all was when oh, I yeah. blew oh, up yeah. one of the brute chieftains and his grav hammer just went just just sailed through <laughs> the air like an angel baby being <laughs> delivered from God himself. And Tony just grabs it out of the sky. It was such an action hero moment while we were playing. And that felt so sick. It felt, <laughs> like I still remember that that happening. And I remember when I grabbed it, I wanted to swing it, but it's like there's no enemy here, and I'm probably just gonna kill. Yeah, me you should have just hit me. Uh, yeah, you should have done it. Like, yeah. just, like, just complete it. <laughs> the pro- ultimate you betrayal. Get the fuck out of here. It's probably Nate's like dream way of going out. He would have been able to get away with it. You know what? I was trying to look after my friend here, but you guys are all making me convinced that I should have just murdered my yeah, friend. Yeah, you, I really you don't know what I want. It's, it's true. It's true. It's true. You did say the safe word, and that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the target locator, it's cool in firefight, but that's about it. Um, fuel rod gun, pretty mm-hmm. good. Not, not as good as a rocket launcher. The fact that it skips is a little weird. It's a, it's a weird. It's a weird one. Um, concussion rifle, not good. Concussion. That's a, that's a, that's the one that like uh, pushes you. Sometimes the elites get it and it like like uh, displaces you in space, but it doesn't really do much damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sucks. And then like all mounted weapons, they just mm-hmm. categorize it as one. Like those are cool. Like the animation of like ripping it off is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's about it. I'm, like I'm never gonna be the guy who's like, oh yeah, mounted weapon. That's not me. Is that is that why you ran around and just ripped them off and dropped them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's more because I'm just uh, agent of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. That's this all. is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, okay. So we haven't talked about this at all, uh, and I want to get your guys' perspectives on this since it's a key part of the the franchise is the music. I think one of one of the reasons that Halo is Halo. I think it has that sweeping, you know, soundtrack. It's uh, very powerful, you know, on the same level as like any major motion picture. Um, I think the music's really important for this game. Does like anybody have like a favorite like song or like sound effect or anything like that uh, from the game? Yes. Uh, <laughs> a long night of solace is my favorite song. Um, it is very emotional. And the way that it just rises and falls and rises again is so beautiful. And what's great is that I didn't I didn't notice this, but it's the music for when we go into space. Oh. And we're we're dogfighting essentially, which is not the song that I pictured for that moment. And I and I rewatched um, gameplay to double check, and 
it's there, but it's it's so good. And then um, my second favorite is actually, um, I think it's called Nightfall. It's for the sniper mission. I just like it because mm. it's spooky scary. It is creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Halo does spooky scary mm. music very well. Right? Yeah, it's very, like, uh, moody. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of, like, evoking certain moods and, like, spooky is, they, they get that right mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. often than not. Most... Fantasy, you also, you also mentioned something that um, I really appreciate about this entire soundtrack is that, like, all of these songs have, like, movements to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they shift and change throughout. And, like, part of that is because of, you know, the sigmatic nature of it, that missions will play out in different ebbs and flows. But, like... I love that I can put the soundtrack on and like not even look at what song it is. And it's just like, it's moving throughout and it's, Oh, it's great. It's a, it's more, it's like a classical piece of music, you know? Yeah, totally agree. I think that Halo just has always had incredible music, incredibly emotional music too. And that's why everybody is still like, just listens to it through throughout their normal day. It's, it's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a track that really, puts a spotlight on something that's very masterful about this whole soundtrack in Pillar of Autumn. There's Mm -hmm. this like film composition technique where you start off in whatever key that you're in and then you just modulate it to go to an out of key like major chord and all these different like space operas or documentaries kind of use this. It gives you this feeling of like grandeur of awe. Um, It's like nicknamed the God chord. Um, but what's cool is it's like there's a motif built from just sort of those two chords throughout a lot of the introductions for the different tracks of this game. And then it starts to get to Pillar of Autumn right towards the end. And just very gradually, each time that you hear that motif replayed, it introduces more tension into it. So it gets slower, it gets heavier, more somber, more tense. But it's still that like same core idea that you've been hearing over and over again. And then towards the end of the game, it's now like corrupted and is the soundtrack of your imminent doom, basically. And so there's still that like hope in it, but then all this like tension and you're just really dreading about what's going to come ahead. And I love the way that that builds gradually throughout the course of the game. Yeah, it's such a smart it's you can tell that like narrative is tied into every aspect of this game. Like that that's that's incredible. It's incredible. So good. Uh, I really like uh, Overture. Uh, That's like the music that basically plays in like the main menu music Mm -hmm. uh, of the game. It's like it that instantly hearing the notes like the first initial notes from that song. It's like I'm instantly transported back just sitting on, like in my parents' basement playing on my 360. Oh my god, it it's so good, it's so good. Um, Jake, do you have any standout stuff that you were into? Yeah, I really like um, Tip of the Spear. So I think we all have like different yeah. areas of the Halo yeah. like sound that we were talking about that we really like. And the one like aspect to me that always sticks out is it has this very good blend of like yeah the orchestral uh, pieces, the you know chanting of course like the famous halo main menu sound shows that off but it also incorporates like 
rock and drums and like sweet guitar licks all the time too because it's like yeah it's an action game like this is a fun game you want to feel badass like you have like you know really like amazing build up and then like you get into a firefight and it's like somebody's just like playing like this sweet guitar riff too and you're just like oh i'm so jazzed to be driving this warthog right now and stuff like that uh so tip of the spear has a lot of those moments into it those uh those changes of uh tone and i don't know acoustic badassery <laughs> <laughs> yeah when those drums come in the like, like tribal yeah. Yeah. double yeah, bass so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and then you're like is that slash in the background <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah they, that was good didn't they get uh steve Vai to do the guitar solo for halo 2 and just he just shreds for like three straight minutes after the theme <laughs> plays <laughs> That sounds like something that would be real. You know, you know just like <laughs> Microsoft just throws a bunch of money at you. Yeah. Like, here, we're just going to bankroll this. Do it. It's like Steve Vai and the, like, Incubus did songs for Halo 2. That's cool. Yeah, one of the uh, Arbiter levels, I think, you're going through it. It's just like Are Incubus you? just pop. You know what they really should have done, though, with Halo Reach? is have a sequence that starts playing Crawling by Linkin Park just in the middle of it. <laughs> I like it. <sighs> sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, I also, I just want to shout out my, one of my favorite sound effects in this game is that hooray sound that plays yeah. when you pop a grunt. Uh, uh, you have that one birthday skull uh, mm-hmm. on during, you know, campaign. I So... Uh, back when I was playing this game a ton online and like running, you know, different different playlists to try to get points so I can unlock stuff. There was always I, I don't remember if it was a daily or something like that, but it was like a firefight on one of the like inside the ship levels. And basically waves and waves of grunts come at you and it has that that sound effect on. So you're just getting literally hundreds of headshots <laughs> against these grunts and they're all popping off that happy birthday. Oh my, it's so good. It it's great. so fantastic. Something else uh, along with those noises, uh, the birthday sounds, something I love about Reach and really all of Halo is that even though it can be really serious and dramatic at times, we've spent so much time talking about how it's like, so somber and sad and the core of the game has this impending doom halo is also never afraid to be hilarious and it's like whether the skulls or you're all riding on a warthog together and you get hit by that rocket in the right way and the person that's on the turret is just losing all faith in your piloting skills you're like no 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 no, we got it we got it we got it it's gonna roll we're gonna land on all fours it's gonna be great and I've never played a first-person shooter where um, I laugh as much as I do when I'm playing Halo, and particularly with friends. And that just warms my soul every time I go through uh, one of these campaigns with fine people like you. Oh, You know, Tony, he does this. He, he was shitting on something that I like earlier. And um, <laughs> the... That's what he's the, known to do. <laughs> this is what I do. This is um, what I do. <laughs> The, the level where we're all um, piloting between skyscrapers. Look, uh-huh. I love that playing with you guys because we were not doing so great. And we decided, <laughs> hey, let's split up. Let's each get, let's each get, uh, what was those wasps? No, we weren't in wasps. We were in uh, pelicans, right? Pelicans. Thank you. Um, 
and there was a point where we were like like grouped up and like two would die and then like you would continue to spawn in the air and just like fall to your death repeatedly and then the other per- like the other pair would die while the other pair just got into their pelican and it was this really funny loop of us not doing so great and being confused and dicking around and that was that made me love that level mm-hmm. playing with you guys you know moments like that are more fun than they are <laughs> frustrating i think mm-hmm. like what we had all been dying way too much and we're finally on that weird landing pad in the middle of all those skyscrapers and we're like oh thank god finally uh, an aircraft vehicle we can take and we all run towards it and then it just disappears despawns with <laughs> the ground i guess yeah i guess i'll just live on top of the skyscraper forever now <laughs> that was funny we're like, what the hell where'd it go yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a uh, a pleasure playing this game with you guys. It was mm-hmm. super duper fun. Appreciate you guys, uh, you know, uh, getting wrangled into this and agreeing to it. Um. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a fighting game, Tony. Ooh, someday, Fantasia. <laughs> someday. I'm I'm gonna make you play Windjammers because that's like now that you're a part of the Hey I Like That Game family. Um, this uh, podcast is all about Windjammers, oh. really. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, secretly. So I'm gonna yeah. have to show you Windjammers. Okay. Well, um, would it help if I know nothing about Windjammers? Yes. Perfect. That is like the in drop the best grenade, me, Tony. Woo! <laughs> uh, I think everybody, uh, everyone knows Windjammers is the best. Okay. So I think that's going to bring us to like the, the end of the show here. So we always say, you know, hey, I like that game versus, hey, I don't like that game. I'm going to make a bold assumption. We're all, hey, I like that games here on this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Just, Universe just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love Jake? that game. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Hey, I like that game. Um, I know we were talking about this when we were finishing up the, the campaign, but I kind of got sent into a, a Halo kick because of this, where I, I <laughs> beat Halo Combat Evolved uh, twice, both on original and remaster graphics. And then I also played ha- Halos 2 and 3 afterwards, too. So I was wow. uh, really feeling Halo in my personal time when uh, when not playing Reach with you all. Well, well, and that's a good primer for Halo Infinite. Now f- streaming, wait, now out, <laughs> free-to-play, multiplayer. <laughs> multiplayer. Yes. Um, on steam cool. and xbox and it's cross-platform so play with your friends it's really fun yes it's very it fun very, very absolutely fun. very fun um it is it's a great time for halo right now it, it feels like uh a return to form in a way that uh is really awesome like reach was the last time and obviously hey i like that game um uh, <laughs> reach was reach is my favorite halo and like i feel like that was the last time Halo was truly great. Like Halo four is interesting in a lot of ways. And I, I haven't played Halo five, but like I, I hear it's not great or it kind of lost its way a little bit, but it really feels like this is the Halo that like I expected that I wanted that I didn't know I was missing. Um, so it's, it's been really nice to, to jump into that um, and play this excellent game. So uh <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, I like that games all around for Halo Reach. Nate, Fantasia, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, Do you either have plugs? You guys got plugs for anything? Um, I mean, you you could find me anywhere with my username, Fantasia. Uh, It's with a PH and uh, three N's. So feel free. Feel free to follow wherever you find me. 
I don't really have anything to plug other than, yeah, go try out Halo Infinite. Um, particularly if you were someone like Tony that were like a lapsed Halo player, definitely download <laughs> it and uh, give it a whirl because it definitely feels like a good mix of some of the new ideas that needed to be preserved from what was going on with Halo 5, but then pays a lot of homage to the legacy of Halo as well. And um, I mean, granted, I'm going to be a little biased here, right? But <laughs> the multiplayer, for sure, um, the core of that game feels like a modernization of all the different components that made Halo really fun to play with friends. And so, um, yeah, definitely yes. find me. I have a gamer tag out there that looks like a ridiculous string of letters <laughs> and numbers. It's like, I see you hating Nate. So, so you could add me, play some Halo with me. That'd be cool. Yeah. Also, want want to mention, though, like... Um, in addition to what Nate said and Tony kind of what you're touching on is obviously Halo fans new and old like never really stopped loving it and there's been this long break between games and I'm loving this resurgence of joy and excitement for for Infinite coming out and with multiplayer coming out early it's been really beautiful to see how many people are playing and especially all like the the veteran players, even the veterans that hadn't played in a while, getting on, getting on with their friends and just going for it. Like I've seen so many of my friends on my list on Xbox just are always playing and I love that. So I'm just really excited yeah. to see, you know, when campaign comes out and, and the excitement that everyone's gonna have for that and, and what everybody thinks it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah, honestly, um, a bit of a tangent, but Xbox Studios, again, little biased here, uh, <laughs> but Xbox Studios has been doing an incredible job the last couple of months. Age 4 comes out with some very good review scores. Mm -hmm. Forza, mm -hmm. holy shit, mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, Horizon 5, right? Yep. Um, it, it's it's an incredible game. Like I, I haven't been playing much of it myself, but like it's reviewing incredibly well. It is a technical marvel in a lot of ways, <laughs> and like, and it's... And it's an incredible breakthrough in accessibility mm -hmm. for a racing game. It's it's really, really awesome. And then now this. Like, it's really, it's fun to watch things change at Xbox, you know, for the better. Yeah. You know, it's it's been really, really cool to, to watch that. So And there's a yeah. huge focus on accessibility as well with uh, Infinite. Like, uh, same thing with Horizon 5. As soon as you start up the game, it asks you for your set your preferred settings starting with accessibility which is awesome mm. lovely i think we're gonna yeah. you know continue to see that and that's gonna be even more normalized and that's just gonna be great for everybody mm -hmm. getting yep. more people yep. to play that's all we want absolutely absolutely a lot of, a lot of best practices uh in in all these games from uh, xbox to use lately really good stuff mm -hmm. uh all right well uh that's gonna do it for us uh, Jake, where can the folks at home find us on the internet? Well, on the internet, we're a lot of places. You can find us on Twitter at LikeThatGame. You can email us at HeyLikeThatGame at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at the Hey Like That Game podcast. Uh, Tony streams Tryhards Tuesdays, Tro League Trolley Tuesdays at the moment. And uh, that's mm -hmm. on our twitch.tv slash HeyILikeThatGame. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't tell you what game we're playing next. 
Oh shit! We didn't do that, did we? <laughs> I forgot Fuck. about that until I said. Well, we gotta do it right now. We gotta do it right now. This we'll just edit this all together. Jake, what game are we playing next? <laughs> so Tony, we uh, I'm sorry, Fantasia. It is actually a fighting game. Um, so we haven't played <laughs> a fighting game on the show for some time. Uh, Super Puzzle Fighter Turbo Two is essentially a fighting game, but since um Samurai Showdown Two in 2019, we have not played a fighting game. So I came across well, well, one. Well, we did play. We played that. Was it Power or whatever? That was like oh, that was a GBA yeah, 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 yeah. game. Well, let's play. I, I found one. I, this is one that I have heard about before. I bet you have heard of it because you've played every fighting game under the sun. Um, mm-hmm. And I was curious. I wanted to try it out, and I want to try it out with you specifically, Tony. So we, on the next episode of the podcast, are going to be playing Bushido Blade. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Oh boy! Man, I was literally just talking about Bushido Blade earlier this week, dude. Great pick. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. well I, I guess you have heard of it, and I think it has a reputation, and uh, you get to find oh. out how we feel about it on the next episode. Of hey, I like that game. Which is this dun, podcast? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> wait. <laughs> All right, that'd be hilarious if somebody got this far and like, wait, I thought I was listening to the daily. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Radio Lab. I thought this- <laughs> That's not Jad Abumrad. <laughs> I thought that Conan O'Brien needs a friend. What? Whose friend? We're Conan O'Brien's this- friends. Yeah, he just hasn't talked for this entire episode of the podcast yet. <laughs> He's just—he's actually producing. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> this riff is going nowhere. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, and as always, folks, live life passionately, love each other unconditionally, and play video games. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night or day or morning. Whatever time. <laughs> or, you know what? Just have have a time. How about that? Have a time. Have a great time. Just have whatever time it is. <laughs> have it be great. thanks for listening to the podcast uh if you like the show please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on you know every little bit helps hashtag propagate the pod